0: Okay. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ganesh here. I'm from Converse side. Welcome to our Data Insights podcast, the new episode with Daniel. I think great uh, connecting back with you, Daniel. I think (laughs) uh, we used to see each other very, very often. And uh, Mm -hmm. um, now I think a lot of things happening in both. And I'm in a meeting room most of the days here. <laughs> so, so life changed in the last couple of months, with a lot of busy stuff. So it's great to catch up here with you. Um, I think I when I have seen you in some of these events and uh, in 16 Tech in Indianapolis, you are wearing multiple hats. Like you can talk to me like an uh, you know entrepreneur founder and you can talk to me like uh, from the startup ecosystem in Indianapolis. So you've had a lot of it. So I want to hear for our audience, um, you know, introduce yourself um, yeah. and your entrepreneurship journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me today. It's been um, it's been an awesome opportunity to watch Conversite as you guys have grown and uh, watching a true AI company. Uh, emerge from the Indian ecosystem has been awesome. So um, my Thank entrepreneurial you. journey started in 2006. Um, I started working for a company called ChaCha underneath um, the leader, Scott Jones, and uh, essentially learned h- uh, how to architect and build a tech company at that point. Um, I popped out of there, uh, started my own company in 2009, um, okay. built a B2B, a B2B e-commerce website uh, that allowed for consumers to purchase uh, beauty products through their hairstylist. And uh, Mm -hmm. upon launching that to the public in 2013, I got a phone call from Sally Beauty and we sold the company in 2013 to Sally Beauty. Um, And I ended up working for them on the enterprise level to bring that concept uh, to uh, fruition within their market. They're both uh, their US market uh, mm. over the next three years. And so um, I learned very quickly that corporate life was was not necessarily for me. I am an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I can't yes. <laughs> uh, pull myself away from it. I, I love both the pursuit of entrepreneurism. Um, so that is still something that I continue to um, tinker with uh, just both from a you know just a fulfillment perspective on my end. I really enjoy uh, the uh, exercise of building companies and creating new markets and um, disrupting new mar- <laughs> disrupting existing markets. Yeah. Um, but I also uh, over the last several years, I've been at this. Like I said, since two thousand and six, um, I, I feel very strongly about sharing that knowledge base with other entrepreneurs. And uh, since 2016 or so, yeah, 2016, I have worked Um, Within a number of different organizations, uh, essentially as an economic development stakeholder, uh, mostly through the lens of entrepreneurship. So supporting those entrepreneurial communities, whether that be as um, an angel investor, an advisor, a connector, that is probably one of the things that I do best. I call it my superpower is just being able to identify where a person is uh, within their journey and being able to say, hey, you know, here are the the five things that you need to check out or here are the five people that you need to meet. Um, And so within that, I I spent the last uh, approximately three years uh, at opening essentially 16, uh, helping to open 16 Tech, which is the 50 Acre Innovation District in downtown Indianapolis Um, and uh, went from, uh the buildings not even having um uh, running water in them <laughs> to watching close to about uh four to five thousand people working inside the district on a daily basis. And a lot of that has to do with um, you know, just nurturing that community and being really intentional about providing uh access to opportunities to awesome. companies like awesome. Coppersight. So
0: Yeah, that that's great. You know when we moved here to Sixteen Tech. Mm-hmm. We were a small team, and since then, we have uh, doubled or tripled our team. And uh, mm-hmm. especially, this was an entry of just after the pandemic, or middle of pandemic, when we were moving uh, here. It was exciting to see. Since then, the amount of uh, you know startup-related meetings and companies we meet and a number of events here is amazing. I think you know Indiana is definitely growing uh, from a non ecosystem perspective. It's it's great to be part of that and uh, watch how that growth is coming. And thanks to yeah. people like you all who are making that happen. Right? so that that's yeah. exciting stuff. So you have seen, you know, you had a company 2019, 2009 that. Mm -hmm. Now you are seeing, you know, some young entrepreneurs starting new companies in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Do you see the life of an entrepreneur getting better, now they're getting more support than what it used to be? Like what's
1: changed
0: when you are (laughs) a perspective?
1: There's been a lot that has changed. So um, (laughs) I actually started, uh, when we started our company. we became members of an organization called The Speakeasy. And that essentially okay. was Indiana's. They, they stick the claim as Indiana's first co-working location. Um, okay. And essentially what it was, was a, um, an effort to create a, a physical place for entrepreneurs to gather. Um, because prior, and that was, I believe in about 2012, 2013, because prior to that, everything was very um, siloed. Uh, so it was very difficult with the exception of perhaps, um, you know, tech and the, the events that they would put on, um, or elevate ventures, the likelihood of you gathering alongside another entrepreneur, um, was very low. Uh, you know, people were scattered all over the city. Um, there wasn't a, a great, um, there wasn't a great momentum, there wasn't a lot of momentum around uh, the resources that entrepreneurs need to start their businesses. So it's not just funding, it's not just, you know, being able to promote your business. What it looks like is access to other entrepreneurs to uh, identify learnings, to understand, um, the the path that they have taken and and comparing that to your path and then it also includes support organizations as well so whether that be uh, accounting services marketing services um, talent pipelines access to you know p- the people that are going to help you build your business those are really critical pieces to um, ensuring that an entrepreneur can be successful in pursuing that vision you know it's you can't just yeah. have the vision you can't just have the tech you have to have the people behind it that um make it successful so um I, I believe very strongly that um you know creating these physical ecosystems um as well as digital ecosystems as yeah. well but people need a physical place to come together Place to out, um, Yeah, exactly yeah. they need that place uh as well as uh you know, resource access to you know the, the water cooler, if you will, where you have those serendipitous yeah. collisions where you run into, you know, potential funders, you run into your next partner, you run into your next client. Those are huge. Um, so yeah, those are, that's been a very, um, that's been a, a passion of mine over the last several years. And, you know, it, it is all built on the belief that I have, which is that entrepreneurship really is, uh, you know, the path to, uh, freedom, right? It's the path to generation, creating generational wealth for your families. Um, and it also, we know creates, uh, more jobs than the fortune 500s over the last 25 years. Uh, more jobs have been created in companies that are, uh, five years old or less, uh, than yep. the fortune 500s have. So if we want to talk about really driving the economy, you know, the next, over the next 10 to 20 years here in Indiana, we have to be supporting entrepreneurs and innovation and making sure that they're successful.
0: Absolutely. I think... um, Yeah, certainly, I think even compared to when we started to now, I see a lot of opportunities. You know, whatever we have learned in a a kind of a trial and error method, now I can see that it's all Mm -hmm. available, right? So, you know, whether to... Form your company as an LLC or C corp to Indiana C corp or Delaware C corp. There are a lot yep. <laughs> of decisions you need to make in an in yeah. an entrepreneurship life. Like so, now there are opportunities where you can meet people and you can ask some of these even before you go burn your hands. So it's it's That's cool right. to have right people around who can help you. So now let's let's go to a little bit deeper on the AI. Um, mm-hmm. So you have been in the fashion uh, te- technology space, like e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that mm-hmm. was a decade of all e-commerce and everything, <laughs> you know, can you yep. define all those. Now we are in a decade of this AI, right? Everywhere we are seeing and different, different AI. Like, yeah. you know, every year or so, to, I go to this um, eyeglass place where I try different, 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 different. It's so difficult to, to Let's check whether this is the right one or not now i'm seeing mm-hmm. technologies where i don't need to go anywhere i can in front of the computer and pick up and pair and see how i look so right. cool right it's awesome I'm not, it's awesome and unlimited and i can just search like um you know frameless or with frame or white which color i want i can define yep. what i want it's giving me a model i can just bear this and check virtually, right? right? So it's, it's, and most importantly, half of our time during the work is on Zoom. We are in a, in a computer right. with Zoom with somebody. So we better look good and glass look good and all that. So <laughs> yeah. it's okay to be in front of the computer and do it in my view. To me, that kind of technology is mind blowing. Like, I, I'm sure there is a lot in fashion technology. Maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your interest in the fashion and AI and I heard you have a new patent approved so that I Mm -hmm. want to understand what's a patent and (laughs) yeah I I don't want your secret sauce but
1: whatever you could (laughs) say yeah sure well I'll tell you the inspiration for it I mean that's really the critical piece because what you're talking about is you know using AI for inspiration and I think that that's Personally, I, I find that to be the most, one of the most exciting things about AI, AI is that there's this opportunity to explore art and uh, the expression of art. And that I think that's just really cool. So um, in 20, 2015, 2015, 2016, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay, okay, good. Um, 2015, 2016 um, is, is really when I started seeing, um, we, we definitely saw um, how data was so critical to making uh, enterprise level decisions. And the, the startup yeah. that we had um, really allowed, uh, it was the first time that uh, Sally Beauty really allowed for this interaction and this connection point between the end consumer who is you know the person who is washing their hair who is you know styling their hair and the hair stylist who's that intermediary because there's there's three players in that that realm you've got you know the manufacturer and distributor here who actually make the products and sell the products then you have the hair stylist who sits in the middle and then you have that end user and so the mm-hmm. amount of data that gets created from those interactions and the ways that that data can drive, whether it be a business insight or um, an opportunity to market uh, market new products, is just huge. It's awesome, um, and I remember you know uh, work being at a conference actually and uh, seeing uh, you know seeing different companies that um, specifically like small companies who had you know, what they believe to be like, just like the next big beauty trend. Um, Yeah. And specifically back then it was, you know, things like pink hair, green hair, blue hair, which is pretty (laughs) ubiquitous now. Um, But that was pretty cutting edge back in 2015. So we're talking like eight years Mm ago and uh, trying to, that was where the light bulb moment for me uh, came about is, you know, I saw, you know, the way that specifically pink hair, um, you can see I'm wearing pink, I do love the color pink, (laughs) the way that pink hair really can be um, not just a fashion statement, but it can, it can be uh, classic, you know, it can be uh, something that, you know, a professional woman can wear. And Mm. with that, um, you know, I started thinking about all the different ways that Uh, you know, that particular concept could go from a single person's, you know, somebody seeing that opportunity to being able to get that into the hands of stylists so that they could actually make that prediction come to life. And that's where I kind of came up with this idea that, you know, trends happen, um, you know, they they tend to happen on the fashion level at a very high level, right? You've got uh, the fashion magazines, you've got influencers out there who are out there creating content and driving a lot of those um you know those fashion statements and then you have kind of the the people who are um uh you know inspiring and influencing them who are essentially the creators yeah. right uh so how do you bridge that gap to identify between the creators and the actual folks that market it you know how do you figure out you know what's yeah. gonna what's gonna actually take and what's going to be profitable, not just take yeah. <laughs> what if, what's actually going to make companies money. And so that's yeah. where, you know, it kind of blew my mind. But as you know, in 2015, 16, 17, that's where this concept of, of machine learning and AI really was starting to emerge. And you started seeing some of the early, um, you know, the, the early tinkers, you know, inside of that space, being able to um, you know, if you had access to billions of data points, you could create an AI prediction model. And so that's yeah. the patent that I wrote in 2018 was essentially, um, a tool that, uh, allowed for the, uh, trends, whether specifically inspired through content. So those trends to be captured, um, and then identified from a, you know, identifying which of those through insights are going to be, uh you know, profitable. And also there's elements of geography that come into that as well. So, you know, the, the trends yeah. are going to hit at a different pace, whether you're in, a, uh, um, you know, whether you're in an urban area as opposed to a rural area. Um, and and then uh, essentially um, coming up with a way to distribute and sell those products to the hairstylist that essentially, you know, deliver that Fashion statement to the end consumer, so that's what the patent's all about.
0: Awesome, awesome. I think um, anything the AI could do to improve our lifestyle, or you know, for me, it can save time. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I would take it, which right? I love. <laughs> right, like because end of the day, we are you know, everyone. You look at it like one thing to say, oh man, it's crazy schedule. Like everybody presents. You know try five different shirts and a coat cool let me take it yeah right? so i think especially in the fashion you know all of us want to look good and um, you know stay healthy so anything in that uh, segment right um if it can do it awesome right so uh, well
1: the other element of that is you know some of your core data points aren't going to change. You know, as adults, yeah. we're not going to get any shorter, we're not going to get any taller, you know. Our inseam most likely is going to stay the same. <laughs> you know, same. my the width of my shoulders is going to stay the same. So, using tools like AI to uh, say, "Okay, Danielle, we see that you have, you know, long legs and wide shoulders. You know, here are some products that are going to look not just here's some products. Here's some products that are going to look good on you, on your body frame." Yes. That's where it gets really exciting, where You know, you're able to use that technology to to really customize and inspire me. Um, you know, because I have I have buying habits, right? I those buying habits are out there, and you know, I've (laughs) I've been an early adopter. I I do. (laughs) I don't mind. I've you know been purchasing stuff on the internet since you know two thousand and (laughs) five, four, three, and. I I love that technology is making recommendations for me. I really do. I enjoy that. And, um, you know, I think it helps to uh, make better matches. And it also reduces the amount of decision-making that I have to go through with that mental load. So I'll take it any day.
0: Yeah, on top of all that, now we have something called generative AI where you can come and, you know, just explain what you want and we can magically generate... uh... (laughs) <laughs> Some, you know cool stuff so yeah it's it's very interesting world where we are in right now um very very interesting
1: it's cool so and it's exci- now, exciting oh, go oh yeah go ahead yeah, well, it's exciting thoughts. to it, it's exciting to be um in the midst of that and be a technologist inside of that um yeah you know i'm we are in indiana you know it it is awesome to be able to see uh, you know, some of those folks that have been out there and really pioneered AI, um, but also have the opportunity to understand, you know, how these technologies, you know, I think we're in a unique position here in Indiana because we can say, okay, we, we really see how these technologies can bolster, um, the communities that are around us. And so, you know, when you really get down to it, it's about the people, you know, it's about the people that are around you. It's about bettering their lives. It's about, you know, lessening their mental load, helping them to make better decisions, and you know, I'm a I'm a big believer that the um, technology is ultimately going to be the driver of that. So it's it's just a cool it's a cool place to be. I wouldn't trade it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, even though we are Indiana is it like uh, we call crossroads, a lot of logistics and distribution centers. Oh. I'm amazed to see there are some great uh, fashion brands like. Uh, the handbags and uh, a lot of cool mm-hmm. companies, especially when you drive towards uh, Detroit, right? Um, yeah, so a lot of go- cool companies uh, out there. We typically yeah. see those brands in when we go to big malls, and then, oh wow, look at that company, look at this company, this is cool. Right? Exactly, yeah, we have great yeah. brands in Indiana. Um, as well. yeah. um, so, now what's um, so now you got your new patent and. Uh, so what next, are you ready to
1: yeah.
0: jump onto this AI and build something cool, new?
1: <laughs> That's the plan, yeah. So okay. um, I have started working with a team of folks to help to develop the the technology. Um, and, and that will be uh, underneath this uh, brand umbrella that I started called Amina. And so, um, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm also, Um, a big believer in, you know, community and people and lifting people up. And so I think by, um, you know, developing the innovation, uh, what I'd like to do is essentially build up a team that, you know, develops that innovation while also um, essentially using, uh, you know, actively pursuing and assisting innovation within the state of Indiana. Um, so one of the things that uh, really have stuck out to me and, and has, has been at my core and, and what pulls at my heartstrings, um, you know, since the, I heard about the concept of 16 Tech is how do we lift up the economic, um, you know, how do we improve the economic landscape of Indiana? How do we not only create uh, a place for companies to grow, but also ensure that we are lifting up the people that are around those companies to grow alongside those companies. And so, uh, you know, two really uh, impactful data points that have, have that really, you know, just make me pause is the fact that uh, the state of Indiana, only 20 percent of uh, Hoosiers, 25 and over, um, have a bachelor degree or higher. Uh, the second, you know, data point, you know, when you're looking at uh, access to opportunities, you know, that's that's really, you know, a fifth of our our population um, you know, can, uh, you know, tout that or essentially, you know, get through that that hurdle. Secondly, uh, the median income for an individual is around thirty thousand dollars. Uh, or the median household income is around sixty thousand dollars, and so if you really think about, um, you know, what it's going to take to uh, bolster the economic landscape, what it's going to look like as we develop those communities is that there is a uh, the companies that we invest in and the companies that we support are going to create technologies that have higher income uh, opportunities. And alongside that, we're going to be able to train up this next generation of people that are able to access those opportunities and essentially increase those those income levels, thus creating both a better economic landscape from a business perspective as well as a better a better place for you know hoosiers to grow up and to live and to provide better opportunities for uh, the people around us, our neighbors and our kids and so Um, you know, I think that I have, you know, I personally, you know, have a responsibility in doing that and the technologies that, you know, I believe in and that I've envisioned, um, as well as being able to, um, you know, identify how to do that within, um, you know, I've, I've been in a unique position to be able to help to build these communities over the last 15 years. And, um, you know, I want to continue to be able to essentially do what we talked about, which is disperse that knowledge base, right?
0: Yeah. You know, I think um, that's important to have the purpose of what, what we, why we are building. It's not all, always about money. It's about the social responsibility, what we are building and all those, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, when we started the company Converse site, while we go, you know, do all the thing, you know, deliver the business, you know, as you mentioned, it's all about what data you are capturing, converting that to an insights and apply machine mm-hmm. learning and help the companies, the leaders to make better decisions. Obviously, we are doing yeah. that for a number of companies and make money, obviously, in there and help them make more money. That's a clear thing. But then at the same token we have our other product called My Libro. It's a library product for public libraries where our our own kids. And, uh, you know, people around us can go to a library instead of going to a library and search, they can take the mobile and search books and book an appointment and, you know, look for things. So we build um, an information, you know, mobile, informative mobile, where yeah. they can interact with their library, a lot more digital. Like not Something everyone like can, you know, when my son was like six, seven year old, like he, he wanted to read a lot, but he was not ready to go to the library mm-hmm. and such, such, such. And he, he has select very, very few, you know, selection, like he could only read that type, right? And that's so difficult right. to go find that rather than going and searching in our mobile app and doing it. So while I feel, yes, we, you know, converse side delivering data analytics for big companies and make money and help them make money, it's important. And equally, when I look at this mylibro product on library, I feel like, right? It's not really a yes. big money, but you feel that it's used by you know, 100, 150,000 people every week to salvage right. and, uh, you know. It, oh, it, during the pandemic, it's when we really saw that. During pandemic, every day, like four to 8,000 like appointments wow. every single day. We help wow. them schedule. Remember those, those pandemic days where they can't go to library, libraries were closed. They can only give you the books and curbside, but how do you know when to go, right? So we were able to give an appointment and all those. So I think that was privilege, like technology for a purpose, (laughs) right? Right? Absolutely.
1: Well, there's nothing nothing wrong with making money, right? The money is what's going to drive you to hire teams of people and ensure that you're, you know, delivering them a living wage, but you also get to inspire those people as well with products that- uh, that yeah. are, are more purpose-driven. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, you know,
0: obviously and I Indiana love the library. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Indiana has helped us a lot. Like we, you know, we, we got this great place, 16 tech type and we are, we are funded by local, like Elevate Ventures, like, you know, Ventures mm-hmm. and IDC supporting a lot of credit. Like, so anytime when we want to hire, obviously we look for people. Like, as you said, when we moved here, it was probably me, like three people in This building mm-hmm. now we yep. have like you know 12 or 13 foot, you know, yep. here in Indiana, so triple the fo- You know, obvious, obviously, we have hired more, and also in you know nationally, that but we look for talent here, right here in Indiana first right. before we look everywhere else. So, you know, I think, um, Thank it's you. great great to hear from you and uh, looking forward to see your next journey starts in the AI.
1: Same, and yeah, uh, let's
0: do. Bring more jobs to Indiana.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having That's me. I appreciate it. it. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks you too.